Haunted by Flies Be Gone by Lord of the Flies. Have Flies, I'm Your Guy. Written by William Golding. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. We are glad you can make it on this fine morning. Um, welcome to the Gatsby Experience. Our main goal on the Gatsby Experience podcast is to discuss the chapters of The Great Gatsby as well as crucial key points and clear up some confusion that you might be um, having about these chapters. So hang in there as we put our expertise to test making this not so exciting chapter a pleasant and lively one to listen to. In this episode of the Gatsby Experience podcast, we'll be discussing chapter six in The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fisugerwald. I'm gonna be real with you guys. Chapter six is not that interesting, but it does present a lot of key points about, uh, key plot points about Gatsby's past. So, uh, I'm about to yeet some knowledge at y'all. Hold your horses. It's not that monotonous. Uh, I actually love chapter six. Well, it's not my favorite chapter, but Riley is right. It does contain a lot of key plot points. Alright, time for introductions. Yo, what's up? My name is Aubrey. I'm a junior college prep student and the one and only Hazards class. My name is Senpai Jam, and I like big books, and I cannot lie. <laughs> Howdy, my name's Riley. I'm, uh, I'm pretty gay. Alright, so here's a recap on some of the former chapters, and let's just jump right in. Alright, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we discuss chapter 6, we should probably discuss previous chapters, right guys? Yeah, yeah, alright. Yes. <clears throat> a fast little recap. Chapter 1. Nick Carraway is a member of West Egg, which is a place for people with new money where he is renting a bungalow. Nick is not rich, but he's also, he's not a broke boy. Uh, he visits his cousin Daisy in East Egg, which is a place for people with old money, which basically just means they've always been rich their whole life, which, which is all heck, man. Uh, he meets her husband, Tom. He's, this man, I don't, I don't like this man. Uh, Tom comes from old money and he's a jock. To wrap it up, this is a chapter where the readers learn about Tom's affair. We also catch an odd glimpse of Gatsby, who's acting like a zombie, reaching his hands out towards some odd green light in the distance. Wait, so Tom is a jock. What do you mean, jock? Jock. Right, he played he play college sports. and yeah, like, he played football. Oh, what a yeah. total jock. He, okay. yeah, he's very muscular. <laughs> So in chapter two, um, the readers meet Tom's mistress, Myrtle Wilson, and boy, she's something. Myrtle is sorry to say it, but she's kind of raunchy. Disgusting. <laughs> and we're also introduced <laughs> to the Valley of Ashes in this chapter. The Valley of Ashes is a gloomy, rundown rail yard where we see Dr. T.J. Eckelberg, um, and his eyes are constantly watching. When I first read about this, I instantly thought of God watching down on these people and to kind of show that there's always somebody watching. And if you're still confused, Dr. T.J. Eckelberg is a billboard. You already know. In this chapter, we are left with a sense of unease when Tom slaps Myrtle out of his frustration due to Myrtle ridiculing his wife, Daisy. Man. This shows us as readers that although Tom is cheating on his wife, Daisy, there was and maybe still is love in that relationship at some point. Well, let's just hold back, okay? We just gotta talk about, he's a jock. Mm-hmm. He chews on his wife. Yup. And he bits one. Yup. Yeah, we don't like this one. He's really hitting all those check points. He's not a very good 
person. Yeah, yeah you're just really a, hitting all those checkpoints of being a pretty good person, you know what yeah, I mean? Just you're what do you mean? <laughs> doesn't mean all that. I know. Okay. Yeah, no, all right, no, no, no. chapter three is a chapter when Nick Carraway gets an invitation into Gatsby's party. Nick went to the party and was amazed to see all those different and interesting people in the party and Nick was dumbfounded how extravagant Gatsby's party is. Well, the weird thing is, like, Nick Carraway is the only one that has an invitation at this party. There's all kind of people there. Yeah, all kind of people there is like, hey, I have an invitation. And everyone's like, we don't care about invitation. Care. I think it's funny that, like, the majority are movie stars and celebrities, and then there's just Nick. There's Nick, like, living on, like, a bungalow. <laughs> all right. Nick was trying to find Gatsby, and he sees Jordan. He, indeed, he decides to shoot his shots and spend more time with her. At the party. My boy Nick. <laughs> Nick was talking to a fellow, not realizing it was Gatsby. Sad. The chapter ends when Gatsby is wanting to talk to Jordan privately for some unknown reason. Well, it looks like Nick is outgunned. Okay, okay. Can I just say, whenever whenever Gatsby, at least in the movie version, uh, it was like so weird. It was like, Nick, what you thinking whenever Gatsby was like, I'm Gatsby. And like there are fireworks in the back. Dude, I love that scene actually. <laughs> old sport. The old sport, yeah. That was, that was so in chapter four, this is a chapter when Gatsby and Tom met. Um, Gatsby vanished when Nick introduced him to Tom. To carry things along, this chapter gives us more of an insight on the past of Gatsby. Um, the readers learned that Gatsby already met Daisy years ago, and that Gatsby was actually the first love of Daisy, but Gatsby was too poor in the eyes of Daisy's parents. So, instead, she decided to marry Tom. And finally, in this chapter, Nick says yes to Gatsby and invites Daisy to tea for Gatsby. Well, so, we learned that Gatsby is not gunning for Jordan, so I think Nick has a little bit of hope here. <laughs> a little bit of hope. Yeah. <laughs> nah, bro, he was, but Gatsby, that's kind of weird, though. He's just like, hey, I knew you a long time ago. We were in a relationship. You want to go ahead and invite your cousin over. I, I know you. I knew your cousin. I was in love with her like five years ago. Invite her to your house for tea, and then I'll show up. Dude, and we gotta say like Nick knows that like Daisy's married to Tom, dude. Like, but Nick is still like, I I'll do it. Dude, I think Nick is the best sidekick. So my just, wingman, dude. He just like does whatever everybody else tells him. <laughs> oh, you want to rob a bank? Sure, man. Sure, let's go. <laughs> let's go. All right. Yeah. Alright, chapter 5 was my favorite chapter because everyone was so awkward from the start of the chapter. It's like, um, Nick finally agreed, saying, um, yeah. inviting Daisy to a tea. Then, when Daisy and Nick, oh, Daisy and Gatsby saw each other, dude. They just, like, ignored him the whole time. I know. And, like, Gatsby has to, like, run around the house. And it was raining. It's, it was pouring. And comes in the door acting like he was there after Daisy when it was actually Daisy got after, after him just so he could be like, hello, it's Dude, me. Dude, I'm not really sure if that's like dumb or genius. Alright. It's weird. Um, uh, um, just like previously mentioned, we chapter 5 was the fr um, chapter where Gatsby and Daisy finally met after 5 long years. And... As the chapter progresses, they really warmed up to each other, and we really can't see like how awkward they were in the first part of the chapter. And this, where like we had that um, one of those 
scenes where Gatsby was throwing like his suits to get uh, Daisy <laughs> and like Daisy was like yeah. crying. Yeah. So like, why are you guys? And think she about tells that? him it's because of all the suits. But it's not. It's really not. It's because she missed out on the opportunity of yeah. happiness she was like, and wealth. She, was like, he could have had, she could have had so much stuff. She was man. like, she was like, money? Now he's got money, and I would have been happy with him. But he didn't have money then, so that's why I went with Tom. But like, she, she missed out. Uh, Dude, she could have money and a lover. She missed her shot. Yeah. She, she done goofed. <laughs> Let's say, alright. You probably previously mentioned, Aubrey, that you like chapter 6. Can you elaborate on that, please? And tell us what's your favorite part of this chapter and why. So I like chapter 6 so much because it tells the readers how Gatsby became who he is in the first part of the book. Um, this chapter answers so many questions about how and why Gatsby has new money and also answers where the heck he came from and where his parents are in the picture. I'd say my favorite part of the chapter is probably learning about Dan Cody and his mistress. I'd say he was dealing with a gold digger. You are right about that. Yeah, yeah. Let's start with a chapter six analysis and comprehension. All right. In chapter six, there is a huge shift, and it is a major turning point to the book. This is where we start to see cracks of Gatsby's story, and those cracks will lead us to see the whole picture of Gatsby, where he was from, and how did he became the Gatsby that we know. Yeah, this is where the downfall of Gatsby is foreshadowed. Right. How about we give the audience a summary? in the analysis. Alright, there are three major parts of this chapter. The first part is where we learn about the true past of Gatsby. This stuff's about to get deep, bro. <laughs> Alright, so his original name was Jay Gats, and he was from North Dakota, and he came from an old, oh, not, not old, um, from a poor family, and we see this in the part of the book in like shiftless and unsuccessful farm people in page 104 because of his situation Gatsby chose to literally reinvent himself he went out when he was um, 15 years old and it's like I don't, I don't I'm not dealing with this poor life I'm not dealing with this poor life alright he wanted to have everything glamorous in life he wants beautiful woman he wants gold booze and everything else in the between man all right in his journey jay gatsby of west egg long islands from his platonic conception of himself page 104 so the second part of this chapter it tells the story of when jay gets attended college um, to pay for his tuition he had to work as a janitor in the night but gatsby felt it was degrading of himself and what he was working towards and he only attended college for two weeks yeah, he, he was there for two weeks and he was like I'm out of here, bro. It's too demeaning for me. I'm too high. <laughs> yeah, I don't have money, but like being a janitor, nah. High class. So uh, after college, he took a fishing job on Lake Superior, and on a super stormy day, he decided to warn a yacht owner that there would be a terrible storm later. And of course, the yacht owner clearly did not take heed of Gatsby's advice and still went sailing. So long story short, the storm came and Gatsby had to save the yacht owner. This yacht owner's name was Dan Cody. That's Dan Cody took name. yes. Um, he took a liking on Gatsby, and Cody decided to take Gatsby under his wing. Uh, Cody taught him how to be a gentleman and how to act civilized and act with the dapperness of a wealthy individual. 
Gatsby says that the arrangement lasted five years, during which the boat went three times around the continent. It might have lasted indefinitely, except for the fact that Ella Kay came on board one night in Boston, and a week later, Dan Cody and Hospitality died. On page 100, he talks about that, and Gatsby was told he would inherit $25,000, but he didn't get it, and that $25,000 was oddly enough inherited by Dan Cody's gold-digging woman. Ella Kay is one sketchy... One sketchy woman. Very sketchy, and like, you gotta admit, Gatsby was super, super lucky to meet Dan Cody, and he was drunk. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> it's to like, me, mm. Kay, she kind of reminds me of Daisy, because Daisy didn't want to wait around because Gatsby had no money, so she went to somebody who had money, and it seems like that's all she wanted. Yeah. At that time in life. I see that. You can just imagine, like, um, circumnavigating the whole like world with like an old man just like mad. <laughs> it's like hmm that's like a little sketchy boy. yeah I mean hey, what can you do man it's, it's like it's almost like an anime thing <laughs> like, like you meet the old guy and he's like I'm gonna train you and you're like I don't even know yes man yes bad, I'm training yes sensei yes right. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> alright alright right. so the third major part of the chapter is when the narrative flips back to the summer of 1922 Nick returns to Gatsby's house Tom Buchanan and an East Egg couple who met Gatsby before stopped by while horseback riding. It's unclear why. For a quick drink, maybe? <laughs> Tom has no idea who Gatsby is, but Gatsby goes out of his way to remind him that they met at a restaurant a few weeks ago in a previous chapter, <laughs> and to tell him that he knows Daisy. Gatsby invites them to stay for supper when the lady of the couple disingenuously says, nah, you should come to my dinner party. But it's disingenuous. She's not being serious. And Gatsby's like, all right, I'll go. And then when uh, Nick follows the guests out, he hears Tom complaining. He's like, Gatsby missed all these social cues. She wasn't really inviting him, and Gatsby doesn't even have a horse to ride. <laughs> Tom also wonders how on earth Daisy could have met Gatsby. The three leave without Gatsby, despite the fact that he accepted the invitation to go with them. I know, man. And like... Um, can you just like talk about like how Gatsby was super awkward when he met Tom? I was like, he's like, hey, I know, I know your wife. wife. <laughs> he's like, hmm. Tom's like, what? <laughs> dude, what? Is just me or is he foreshadowing this? Is he cheating on his wife? Dude? Is he just letting on? I know your wife. Dude, I just love Gatsby. Chill, like, chill. hey, what's up, dude? I know your wife. Don't worry, I'm not cheating on her. Don't worry, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Alright, the next Saturday, Tom Tom and Daisy are somewhat starstruck, but it's clear that to them that this party is like a freak show. They were at a circus, and they're above what they are looking at. Gatsby and Daisy dance. Tom makes see-through excuses to pursue other women at the party. Daisy is clearly miserable. Daisy gave a golden pencil to Tom to help him write the number, <laughs> numbers of the women he pursues. While Gatsby takes a phone call, Daisy and Nick sat at the table of the drunk people, squabbling about their drunkness. Daisy is clearly grossed out by the party and the people there when the Buchanans are, um, are leaving. Tom guesses that Gatsby is a bootlegger, since where else could he find his money? Tom guesses, uh, Daisy tries to stir up for Gatsby, oh, stick up for Gatsby, saying that the most of the, most of the guests are just party crashers and he is too polite to turn them, do it, turn them away. Nick tells Tom that Gatsby's 
money came from a chain of drugstores. Daisy seems reluctant to go, worried that some magical party guest will sweep Gatsby off his feet while she's not there. So later that night, Gatsby worries that Daisy didn't like the party, but she didn't, and his worry takes over him and Gatsby decides to tell Nick his ultimate desire. Gatsby would like to recreate the past he and Daisy had together five years ago. Gatsby is an absolute is an absolutist about Daisy. He wants to hear her say that she never loved Tom to erase her emotional history with him and with their daughter, probably. Um, Nick doesn't think that that is possible. Gatsby tells Nick about the magical past that he wants to recreate. It was encapsulated in the moment of Gatsby and Daisy's first kiss. As soon as Gatsby kissed Daisy, all of his fantasies about himself and his future fixated solely on her. This carries on to devour Gatsby throughout the book as he will continue to see. Like, our, um, Gatsby really um, asked for too much of Daisy, you know? Yes, you can't live in the past and be in the present. Moment. Yeah, you can't erase your past, but you can just let, let it go. Alright. Importance of this chapter. Like, I'm gonna relive the past, and Nick's like, you can't do that. And he's like, watch me. <laughs> <laughs> watch me fail and fail. Okay, importance of this chapter. Why is this chapter so important and relevant to the story of the Great Gatsby? Alright, so the chapter is important because, like, it reveals, like, a lot about Gatsby's past and who he is as a person. Like, it talks about Dan Cody, who taught him manners and how to be a gentleman, and uh, that's the reason Gatsby never drinks, is because Dan Cody was alcoholic, right? Water livers. Water uh, livers. Gatsby constantly had to help him out when he was drunk, and he was drunk a lot, because he was not alcoholic. Cody had a lot of money, and Gatsby was supposed to inherit it, but instead, when Dan died with a woman named Ella Kay, she got the money instead. Very sketchy. Some shady business right there. So, during the events of the chapter, Tom and another Issei couple, Mr. Sloan and his wife, come to Gatsby's house, and the wife invites him to dinner with them. Then they just kind of leave without him. After Tom says something about how the woman really didn't want him to come with them, revealing that though Gatsby has a lot of money and the people in Lestay respect him, the people in Issei don't really think he's all that great. Gatsby's life is a perfect example of the American dream. Because he started from the bottom and worked his way up, <laughs> then Tom and Daisy go to one of Gatsby's parties. Gatsby introduced Tom as the polo player at the party, which Tom didn't like very much because he would rather look at all these famous people in oblivion. Page 105. Thank yeah. you. All right. During the party, Tom went to mingle and Daisy gave him a golden pencil yep. so he could take down any address which was equivalent of her telling him that if, if he found any woman he wanted to have an affair with, he could write it down and they could just like live a beautiful life together, you know? <laughs> yeah. Relieving that she knew that about his affair with a Myrtle, yeah. but I don't think Daisy really okay. knows Myrtle. Can we pause she for doesn't... a second? Tom knows that Daisy knows he's having an affair, but continues the affair. Yeah, even though she knows that dude, he knows that she knows. Dude, I really don't know if it's like... I don't think she knows, like, who. I really don't know, like, if, like, Tom is, like, a genius. Just, like, pure genius. Like, Daisy doesn't care. <laughs> or is it, like, too dumb to realize? He's probably too dumb so to realize. So then is he giving her a pass to have an affair as well? No. It's a double standard. Only he can have a fish. 
that she knows about. It's like it's only 1920s. Uh, rights are limited. Uh. <laughs> Alright, Daisy didn't enjoy the party very much though, which led to Gatsby no longer holding them. Since he was one of the... She was oh, the reason. Oh, she was the reason why they, uh, Gatsby um, made all those extravagant parties. It's like, without Daisy, she's like, nah, I'm not, I'm not I don't care do anymore, man. <laughs> yeah. And there's a chapter where we clearly see that Gatsby was so focused at the past. Like, he couldn't focus on the future the way he should have. He was too busy trying to live his past that he couldn't take the steps necessary to build to build a good future. His inability to think ahead is what ultimately leads to Gatsby's downfall. Yeah, Alright. Just a recap, oh, just a fast recap of what we learned this chapter. We learned about young Gatsby, aka Jay Gats, and who he was and where he came from as a child. We'll learn that at just um, at the age of 15 years old, he takes it upon himself to live North Dakota and became essentially a whole new being, changing his name in almost what seems like his entire makeup. Like everything about himself. Everything. We learned that Dan Cody, a wealthy yacht owner, takes Gatsby in and makes a, a put-together young man out of him. Gatsby was originally supposed to inherit Dan, Dan's money when he died, but Dan Cody's gold-digging woman really takes it for himself to live a lavish life. After finally learning all of this about Gatsby, we flip back to the present by 1922, where Gatsby comes to visit Buchanan's with Nick. Tom acts as if he has no idea who is Gatsby, and Gatsby goes out of his way to make sure Tom knows. I know your wife. <laughs> That's like uh, going up to meet someone and being like, I know your wife. Like, you never know this person ever. Imagine somebody just walks up to you and it's just like, hey, I know your wife. Like, that'd be weird. If you, do, if you do that to, like, modern terms, like... Yeah, you probably won't get banned right in the face. Yeah, okay. Um, Nick and Buchanan's uh, attended Gatsby's party. Gatsby's main desire is clearly to impress Daisy. However, she is not impressed whatsoever. To quickly wrap it up, the chapter ends by Gatsby being upset that Daisy didn't like the party and says he'll never throw them ever again. It's important to note that in this chapter, we'll learn about Gatsby's tragic flaw. Gatsby wants to relive and leave, oh, leave in the past of, and isn't able to move on and live in the, today's present of things. You should also remember that Gatsby had to make his success. Growing up in North Dakota with unsuccessful farmers, he clearly was not born rich, so he had to take it upon himself to create a better version of himself. Stay tuned for chapter 7, where tensions are rising and things are getting hot. See you then. Gatsby, Gatsby experience out. out.